All right. Well, why don't you get things started for us? So, uh, Catherine, I already have an important development to announce. Uh, the fact that I was brought eight cards instead of seven uh, means that a participant in the qualifying round of the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, is, has moved into the top three overall selection. So uh, we'll see who that is. The number eight overall selection in the 2020 NHL draft belongs to the Buffalo Sabres. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Crossing Swords. I am your host, Ty B, joined as always by the funnel guy, Tristan, and we got none other than Dwayne here with us. And we got a lot to talk about today because of what happened with that NHL draft lottery. I know things didn't work out very well for the Sabres, obviously, but it was what was more likely to happen than anything. And, you know, you had to brace for it, Tristan. Your initial thoughts when you saw the way everything played out? I, like every Sabres fan, we're all sitting there. You're all getting hyped up. We got Darlene a couple years ago. We've had a little bit of luck in the lottery. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I, you know, because what's his face? He stands up there and he's like, oh, you know, usually I have seven cards, but today I have eight cards. So he starts with number eight. And of fucking course, with the eighth pick of the NHL no. draft, it's the Buffalo Sabres. Is it shocking at all after everything that we've been through these past couple of months that out of seven teams that were realistically going to finish with top seven or get, like be in this in this running, we finished outside of our top seven and number eight? How, how poetic is that? Yeah, it's, it's so fitting, though, for the way the whole season went. Dwayne. I know you were oh, quite God. upset about this. I, I saw you rifle off a couple of tweets quick. I mean, I, I came up straight out of a nap. I was like, do I get up quick, like, and run to the TV, toss this on to see the results, or do I, like, kind of, like, slowly wake up and just look down at my phone and see them in eighth? Because I yeah, I think it would have been more entertaining just to watch your Twitter feed and find the results that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, man, like, I, dude, the fucking Sabres, it's, it's just like they make this an art form. You know, the, the losing part of this in our from the same way I say about the Red Sox back before they finally won, go for it. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, it's funny because had the season lasted just one more fucking night and we would have been Montreal, <laughs> we, we would have had a better chance at winning the lottery by getting into this play-in playoff. Yeah. That, that makes no fucking sense, dude. No it's not a playoff. Sense. Don't say play in playoff. Oh yeah, no, it's just it, a play in. It's, it's just a play in. It's just a play in. No, they have a chance at winning the Stanley Rebuda. Cup. It's a guy. It's a playoff. If you have a chance Fuck at winning you, the Stanley Rebuda. Cup, I don't care Fuck what you, you call Rebuda. it. A series. If you're playing a series and it's an elimination series for a chance a to advance, for the chance to win the Stanley Cup, that sounds to me very much like a Stanley Cup playoff to me, but. That's neither here nor there. We'll stay on the lottery a little bit here. Having that placeholder team get up there is absolutely insane, and you just look at the teams who could win this. It's, uh, it's almost – there's some big nightmare scenarios. Tristan, top top couple teams you don't want to see because I, I there's a couple that come to mind right away for me. It's Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh one of them? Yep. Pittsburgh, I Pittsburgh and Toronto, Chicago. I was going to say. I was no, going to say no, Toronto's not a team. They can lose. Yeah, but they lost their first round pick, remember? Oh, in the Marlowe trade. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh -huh. So they don't have a first round pick, so fuck Toronto. Fuck so that's Toronto. fine. Fuck Toronto either way. So I would hate to see Pittsburgh. That's obviously number one. Imagine if you throw Lafreniere, Crosby, and Malkin, and then you mix it in with some of their younger talent. They don't deserve it. They do not deserve it. They didn't deserve Crosby when he got drafted. They don't deserve it. Um, no. 
who else? I would say, honestly, at Montreal, I really mm. do not want to see Lafreniere I think the go fix, to Montreal. The fix might be in on that one because you have Pierre McGuire talking about uh, Carey Price being like 40% likely that he is to play, 60% not to play. So they're all-star, you know, franchise goalies not going to play in that round. It's it's almost a shoe in that they're not going to advance. I don't I don't see any chances that they get through, you know, with what they have behind him. So, you know, are, are any other teams going to tank? Like, you know, like if you're a team like say the Islanders who are you know right on the cusp of getting over the edge, but you're probably not there this year. Do you you, you know do you take that chance the the twelve and a half percent chance of getting Lafreniere? Yeah. Like, it it might be worth it for some of these teams if you know you're not ready for a deep run right now. Like think Can I about it. News? Like I was gonna say, like in my like just like so I was gonna say that I didn't want I didn't want to see Pittsburgh. I don't want to see Montreal, and I really don't think I want to see. I think Nashville was another one. I think I just I don't want to see either any of those three teams. All the teams that have had success in the past couple of years, I just don't want to see them add to their already very strong roster with the exception of the Montreal Canadiens, just because I don't like them. I've just, I'm, I do not like the Montreal Canadiens, but I was thinking about like where I like, who, like what teams, like if, if the Columbus blue jackets won and got the first overall pick, I can anybody really, does anybody really hate Columbus? Do you, can you think no, of any reason? No, I think that's almost like, like great karma for them for, uh, yes. Yamo Kekalainen actually, you know, going all in last year, trying for the best, giving all those fans, you know, that great run last year. And then this year, staying, in a lot of great players. Too. Yeah, they stayed competitive this Send year. Send him to Vancouver. He was, he was able to get them into the play-in. Like, uh. the Sabres weren't. Like, everyone thought they were going to be an absolute tire fire after losing Panarin, and he was able to keep things all glued together. If, you know, if one team had to get it, I, I wouldn't be upset if it was Columbus out of those teams for sure. Send him to Vancouver. Send him to Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Can I break some news? Can I break some news? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. All right. Are you pregnant? Both both Montreal and Vancouver are currently in a bidding war to sign me to start for their playing round, the playing playoff. So either either they both realize that I have this enormous untapped potential that no one's ever noticed yet, or they're up to something. You you know, dealer's choice, so – I uh this whole Carey Price thing, yeah, they're they're tanky dude. He ain't gonna play. Like, they they want Lafreniere. No. Like why? So you why why lose the first round so you can lose in the second round? Exactly. Team's trash. Team's trash. Yeah, yeah like I don't think Montreal necessarily as a all around team is like that bad. They're they're maybe a couple pieces away. Um, get another dynamic defenseman who can maybe do some puck moving a little bit there and get yeah. another scoring option up there on, on the top line. And I think you know, you're a real contender, but yeah, you, right now I don't see you getting through if you don't have Carey Price being an absolute stalwart. So some of these teams are going to have some very interesting decisions. And I just wish we could be talking about the Sabres having this discussion right now, but you know, instead we're locked into that eighth spot, but another team you got to feel even worse for than the Sabres is the Detroit Red Wings. Oh yeah. Who had a no, season. Had that well, they had a season that how many rivaled some how of those many? the worst of the those Sabres tank years, and they fall to fourth. It's how just, many banner? How many uh, banners do they have in that in the arena? How many banners? I don't feel bad. Detroit made the playoff <laughs> twenty five years in a row. I'm totally good with Detroit being the worst team ever in hockey. Yeah, five years in a row. I'm good. They yeah, it's just it's a it's an issue, I guess, more than anything because they open that new arena and you want to be able to see them have a little bit of success, putting some you know butts in seats there, especially with the Pistons not being that great either. Um, just the Little Caesars Library. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I I don't know. It's it's nice when Detroit, Buffalo, like your your normal teams are good, but it's it's going to be a while, I think, for both of us now because. You know, Did you just Ottawa, Buffalo and then normal teams being good. What what, well, what planet do you the live hockey on? markets, normal hockey markets. When the yeah, like that, hockey that, markets that is, are that, in, yeah. yeah. Because you get you get everything around it. Like when you get the Sabres party in the plaza or if 
you know, you yeah. see the, these things uh, going on in Edmonton or the Joe Lewis arena. Yeah. in the playoffs, these Lewis fans go absolutely it, nuts. Used to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be tough. And now Ottawa has the third and the fifth pick. Um, it's better than them getting the first and the third, obviously. They're still going to be a team to be dealt with. Yeah, they're they're going to be able to retool because there's going to be some guys who are going to be, you know, making their way into the NHL within a couple seasons. But let's talk about, you know, maybe who the Sabres might look to target here with the eighth pick before we talk about the obvious move, which is to trade the pick. But who are you taking if you're stuck there at eight, Tristan? Right now, if if you're on the clock, who are you targeting? Maybe a couple names because you don't know who's going to be there. I was going to say that's that's my biggest – hold on, I need a drink for this. That's my biggest issue that I'm running into right now is every time I'm looking at the different drafts and I'm looking at every every single one of those players. So a lot of them are interchangeable after – even, I mean, again, I know Tim Stutzel made his way up. Again, they had him ranked at number two over Quentin Byfield for a bit. Doesn't make sense to me. So neither here nor there, but I think – it's gonna. I think it's gonna go Lafreniere. I think you have to take Quinn Byfield. He's an absolute unit. And then six you foot go four, two fifteen. Yeah, you just you, you can't yeah. fight that. It's so. But anything after that, I just I don't know. It's a, I. If I'm the Buffalo Sabers, obviously they you know they're talking about the most NHL ready player in this entire thing is Marco Rossi. Yep. Is he gonna be there? Is he going to be there? Mm, I don't think so. I just don't get that vibe. You know what I mean? Like what? It, like on the off chance that Drysdale is there, you know, obviously we need forwards, but Drysdale is – No, you guys don't draft a defenseman. Don't draft a defenseman. I would say that typically I would say don't draft a defenseman. I would never draft Sanderson. I would avoid Sanderson at all costs. But if Drysdale is still there – then it's a little bit of a different story because he is almost like a game-changing defenseman, almost like a almost like a Quinn Hughes type player. So you don't know. Yeah. But who else? No. Again, I'm not a big I'm not a big Cole Perfetti guy. I'm just I'm I love not Cole really, Perfetti. Love Cole Perfetti. I'm not love I'm him. not a big not a big Cole Perfetti guy. You know who I do like is that. Uh, and again, he he you know it's a little bit of a reach at number eight, but I do love that Jack Quinn. Mm, yeah. Yeah, see, for me, I think there's just a ton of options you're going to have there. And what's going to be Rossi the biggest – you take Marco Rossi. I take Marco Rossi there oh, yeah. with, without, a, without, a, without a thought. Without a like, doubt. That's, you have to. At, at number eight, that's like a dream scenario. He's arguably the MVP of all of Canadian – all of CHL over the season. Um, Lafreniere might end up getting it just because of the name recognition, but I think Marco Rossi ended up scoring more points. And – as a center, he's able to play a little bit more of that two-way game, too. He's a little bit undersized, but he's a very, very smart, high IQ guy. He's going to be in the right positions. He's not going to get caught out. That's why they're talking about him being you know, one of those most NHL-ready guys. So if he's there, obviously take him. But when you look at when this draft might end up being, some of these guys might get back to playing in Europe. So does that you know, help their draft prospects more than others? I think it might, especially when you look at a guy like Lucas Raymond or Alex. I was literally going to say Lucas Raymond. Yeah, so that's a, guy, that's a guy that could go third or could go, you know, eighth or tenth. Like, could go twelfth. Yeah, like there's a lot – there's a lot of different things going on that are going to go into this. But I, I, I'm the same way with you on Cole Perfetti, Tristan. I think he projects as a winger. I don't think he's going to play center. I think – that's another project you're getting into almost like middle stat. And that's something and we that don't, worries we don't, me right now. I think you need that. You need to hit a home run at that spot. If you're picking it, but, it, Dwayne, but if, you're drafting, if, you're, if you're drafting at eight, you're not going to have him next year, regardless. I don't care who you're taking. I, I mean, unless Marco Rossi follows you H, which he won't, you're not, you're not going to see this guy for two years. So I think Cole, Cole Perfetti has a very high ceiling. The guy's very dynamic. He led the Holinka Gretzky cup in points. He had over over 110, like 100 something points in 60 games in the OHL. Like the guy's dynamic, and you know he needs time to develop. Yeah, but if you're drafting, if you're if you're making that pick, let's let's be like face the reality of it. You're gonna need him to wait for him to develop anyway. And 
I think Cole Perfetti would be – if he fell to you at eight, I, I would like Cole Perfetti there. Um, obviously, I'd rather have Marco Rossi. But um, if, they, if, they, if they were to make that pick and take Perfetti, I'd be completely fine with it. I don't think he would even fall to eight, but that's just me. Um, but, again, you know, we, we say Marco Rossi might be there, but you got to remember teams are going to draft by need there too. Like a, a yeah. couple defenses might go, might go earlier than you expect. You know, maybe maybe Sanderson goes earlier than you'd expect because a team, you know, reaches for a defenseman because they need a defenseman. You know, you don't know. I'm looking at who would do that, though. Like, I'm looking at the at – the, so, obviously, L.A. Maybe with number two. I don't know how L.A. doesn't take Quentin Byfield. That's – it's a no-brainer. I love the fact that they that they fell into two because if I – you know, honestly, because I like Quentin Byfield over Lafayette just by frame alone. This guy is built like Eric Lindros. Like he's he he he, he skate he mm-hmm. skates he skates like he's five foot ten. Um, he's fast and he's built like a brick shit house. And he's gonna be a t- he's gonna be tough to deal with up the middle when he's ready to play in the NHL. If if he if he plays in the NHL next year, well, I we we talked about this on the last episode too, and I said it very. And again, I don't want to be the guy that's got. I'm not gonna go out. I'm not gonna fucking put my name on this, but. Lafreniere, I do get the Alexander Daigle vibes. So is I don't know. I just you, I just don't know what you're gonna get with Alex Lafreniere. You watched him play in juniors, but making that overall jump from juniors to the NHL is very different. And for some weird reason, and I'm not gonna stake my name on it because I don't want to be that guy. I just I like Quentin Byfield more than any player in this draft personally. Yeah. So the last guy, the last guy to be drafted this high, that had like the physical frame, that was re- just by physical frame alone ready to play in the NHL. In my opinion, was Aaron Ekblad. The guy was a man child. Ekblad just Patrick had Line-A. the frame. Patrick Line. Oh, Line too. Yeah, you're right, Line. I'm just saying, Six, the physical frame, just absolute man child. The size alone, you know, ready to make the jump immediately. Like that's that's what that's what Quinton Byfield is now. Give him a couple of years in the NHL and actually watch him like, because again, he's still a fucking, he's a child. Yeah. He's a kid. Wait until 17 he's 17 years old. He's a year younger than Lafreniere. And he's building muscle. And he's, I mean, yeah. he's just going to, he's going to be like, he's going to be like a mix of Mario Lemieux and Dustin Bufflin. Like, it's going to be like this horrifying mix that you're just not going to want to play against because he's going to be a beast. Yeah, and that's why I think if you're the Kings, that's like the perfect center you want as, you know, your franchise going forward, especially out there in the West where you think a little bit more of that physical play, a little bit more of those big Mm -hmm. bodies, and you still want to be able to skate, and he's able to do – you know, that very well. So I think, you know, he fits out there in that Western style game, but I don't know. It's, it's going to be very interesting, you know, leading into this draft when we even find out when the draft ends up being held. And, yeah. you know, some of these, you know, who knows, like Canada, it's not affecting them as bad. Like some of those juniors leagues might even get going before the draft goes. So, you know, how does that affect a guy open. like Lafreniere or Byfield? Like, yeah. I don't know. It'll be. I wanted to. I wanted. I have another question to pose too. So obviously, you know, a lot of the talk of the the draft this year is Yaroslav Askarov. I no. wanted to know what no. your guys' thoughts were on how high, because obviously, like I think Spencer Knight went like fifteenth overall or something like that. How high do you see Askarov going? Like how high? What's his? Depends on need. Depends on need. Yeah. Who needs? Who needs a goalie bad? Devils. Like I. Yeah, Could he go into the Devils? I mean, they loaded up. They've loaded up front on early draft picks already the last couple of years. I could see it. Um, as far as Spencer Knight goes, I still can't believe Florida picked him after signing Bob to that contract. <laughs> because you're like, never going like, to trade the Bobby's contract. That's going to no, be No, you're there. not going to get rid of that. Granny, you want to give Spencer Knight time to develop, but like, you think Spencer you Knight's five years, years from now what? You think five years from now, Spencer Knight's going to stun a sit behind Bob what, waiting out that contract? No. No. They might end up so, trading him. I wouldn't. He'd be I mean, a good trade piece. I don't think you're going to get the work, like what he's worth for where you drafted Spencer Knight, but I could see him being traded. I, I could see him never playing a single game as a Florida Panther. 
Yeah. What a weird draft pick. What a bizarre, <laughs> what a bizarre pick by Florida. Thank, thank God their fans don't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like all two thousand of them. All two thousand of them are just kind of. Show. Like Imagine Sabres Twitter. You make a move like that. Like I saw someone throwing around the idea of taking Askarov in the first round, and oh, I think it was was it? I don't know, it was someone. It was a Bills Bills guy. And I'm like, of course, I was a Bills stick, guy. Stick to the Bills. Like we're not, we don't need a goalie in the first round. Like I know oh. we need like a good, solid starting goalie. We hopefully have that in the system. We don't want we to take two. him we in the first the round. We have so many. Why would you take? I, I cannot. Here's the deal, and this is nothing against goaltenders, but if you pick, if your draft pick is above 15, so 15 to number one. I cannot fathom in my right mind picking a goaltender unless you know for a fact it is the next Dominic Hasek, mm-hmm. who, mind you, was drafted in the 10th round of the provisional draft in 1989. Yep. It's an unpredictable position. You just don't know what you're going to get. A sixth round pick could be five a million times better than a first drafted, round pick. You, drafted in 83. Oh, 80, my bad, not 89, 83. I think 89 is when he made his NHL debut, if I'm not mistaken. But that being said, I just – I don't know. I just – I can't – I just can't justify taking a goaltender when you don't know exactly what you're going to get and you have so many needs on the other side of the puck. Like, we can't score for shit. Obviously, Carter Hutton can't see. But we have Uko Pekalukinen in – in in the system, you know what I mean. Like, who else are we supposed to? We have people that we can develop. But yep. like, and then and you think the, about Eric the, Portillo at Michigan. I have, yeah, with I have, Steve yeah. Shields. So, we like, had, he's got I mean, a great, great opportunity. He's going to be learning behind one of the best goalies in the NCAA right now. I can't yes. remember his name, but I don't remember his he's name. Going to be a I, senior. Yeah, he's going to be a senior. Uh, so he's just got to sit behind him for a year, and then he's likely to be a three-year starter there if he has to be. Obviously, you're probably going to sign him maybe after one or two more seasons um, and yes. pull him out of there. But, yeah, he's got a great opportunity there, especially to learn from Steve Shields. And it's a amazing program, a beautiful place to play at Yoast. And, you know, We've been invited, We've been invited. <laughs> We have, we have. So we, we have will be making a trip there when we can eventually, but – um, yeah, that's why you just there's just no need to you know throw anything at a goalie early on. I think Portillo was like a third or fifth round pick, something like that. Anyways, um, you can find guys like that who are going to make their name in the USHL who just haven't had a great opportunity. That's why you need the scouts, the eyes on the ground. Um, but I think you can you know what our scouting department's really good. There's none right now, really. Um, so if, if we follow that Carolina model, which a lot of people have, you know, inferred, suggested, whatever, from everything it seems like that's coming out from the team right now. Cheers, Tristan, on cracking that one. I got some highlights north. I don't, know, I don't know how you're not supporting East Aurora, but. <laughs> I support the highlight. It is the champagne of beers, after all. Yeah, you're, so, not, <laughs> you're not wrong. We're, talk, we're talking goalies, and the goalie's still waiting to talk. Oh, yeah. Well, what do you got to say? Come on. Uh, no, Eric Portillo is going to be a starter in this league someday. Um, he had a lot of success over in Sweden. Uh, he'll probably we'll be making a jump. The favors. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll see, man. Um, there's no guarantee Uka Pekalukan is going to be as, as good as we all think he is. He did have double hip surgery. That, 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 that's not an easy injury to come back from or – to stay healthy with something like that over a long period of time. Like goalies nowadays, it's not like it used to be with the equipment now, especially it's a lot tougher on your hips these days. Um, I'm especially sure with you the know, butterfly yep. usage. And I'm, and I'm sure your wife can attest to that too, Tristan. You know, it's, it's a lot tougher on the hips, right? I'm sure she'll tell you. <laughs> she'll tell a lot you. of strained vaginas, big time strained <laughs> vaginas. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you this, man, like you, we have two very good goaltenders in the system right now that you just got to let them give, give them the time to develop. And that's where Olmark comes in. I really do think if, and I'm not going to sit here and be Mr. Optimistic like I am every year, but um, <laughs> you know, if Kevin, Ad, if Kevin Adams can prove us all wrong, and I'm going to say prove us all wrong. Cause like we haven't even the guy a fair shake. I'm willing to give it to him. 
but I really think he was just brought in to be a, a yes man. But uh, you know, if given the right, if given given the right resources and uh, you know makes the right moves, I think Olmark's good enough to win. I absolutely believe it. I think yeah. he, he he took a lot of steps last year compared to the year before. Um, he wasn't very technically sound the year before. He was relying more so much on his size than positioning. He improved a lot of that uh, this year with Mike Bales. Uh, but I definitely think, man, if you put the team in front of him and get rid of some of this fucking garbage on this roster and, you know, put, you know, you know, good veteran, smart, high, high, high hockey IQ players in front of him, I think you could have a team that could push for a, 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 like a, a eighth, an eighth seed. I think you do. All right, but I have a question. I have a follow-up question. Okay. On a scale of one to a hundred, we'll talk percentages here. Okay. How much faith do you have right now, today, in this organization that they're going to put a decent, a a decent roster? They'll make the proper moves to put a decent roster in front of Allmark. Zero to one hundred. Go. Yeah. Four, <laughs> five, thirty-five percent. That is a big number. I here's the thing: was not expecting that number. I I give it thirty-five percent only because only because I do see what's happen, happening now with the scouting department. And though I don't agree with how things went and how they cleaned up, cleaned some of the people they fired, I do hope that these rumors about Rick Dudley are true. He does live here in Lewiston. Um, Bringing a guy like in him, a guy, a respected guy like him, in, into the, into the fold, could go a long way with getting good players in, onto this team. Um, get him and Kevin Adams here because is thing you bring a guy like Rick Dudley in, bring a guy like Rick Dudley in, you're setting yourself up to have him essentially be the first guy that Kevin Adams goes to when seeking advice, and that that's a good yeah. that's a good guy to go to. It's a good guy to go to, and um, he's been around. He's had a lot of success in the NHL. Um, so if that happens, that that number might even go up a little bit more for me, Tristan. Like I'm not gonna lie, but I, I, the only reason I'm being I'm I'm just being Mr. Optimistic. I I, I, I do see, yeah, that some of the dead weight <laughs> on this team is gonna be gone. I I, I don't see you bringing back your Gergensons. I don't see them bringing back. You know, I think Carter Hutton's gone, right? I I mean. You can't keep him around. Even to be a backup, I just don't think you can keep him around. But here's, the deal. but here's the deal. Before I get on any type of optimistic train whatsoever, before I start talking in terms of optimism by any means, I want to see these moves made. The second yeah. that well, we yeah. get rid of Ferguson's or Larson or whoever that we've just been – Scott Wilson, just these people that we've been hanging around. Good like, old Scott Wilson. They've just been fucking hanging around. As soon as we start getting rid of these players, I'll start talking optimism. I haven't seen anything, anything since the mass firing, the fucking exodus, the Pagula well, exodus. That's that's given me like a like a okay. I I feel really like I have some optimism, and I'm not and, going to. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the optimism lies in Jack Eichel, not because you expect Jack Eichel to have another MVP season. I think your time frame with Jack and his frustrations has gotten very short. I don't, you, you, you don't have to be smart to see that. Any, any normal, everyday Sabres fan, part-time Sabres fan, sees that like he's frustrated. And you have to, you have to do something, at least in this offseason, coming into the season, to at least show progress to get to the playoffs. And that's why I think that you sh- we should have a little bit of optimism because it'd be take a really stupid – I mean, as bad as this ownership group is, as bad as it has been, you really have to be a fucking train wreck to not realize that if you don't make Jack Eichel happy quickly, and especially – no, there's no guarantee in Rasmus Dahlin's going to want to sign here after his entry level deals up if he sees this fucking train wreck continue. Those are two guys – you know what I mean? Those are two guys you have to show that you are that your your that that your vision is to get to the playoffs sooner rather than later, and not waste these years with Jack Eichel anymore. You can't do that anymore. So and I like the use of the word train wreck. 
I love yes. that. Yes. Nope. So Perfectly used in a sentence. But my question is, I don't think it has so much to do with the players that you're going to get rid of. The problem now lies with the, the shit show that we've created is the players that you can potentially bring in. Who the hell is willingly going to come to Buffalo? Money talks, bullshit walks, man. Money talks, bullshit walks. I think for some players, I think some players want to win. I think some players want to win. I I agree. I agree. Well, before we even get to that conversation, what's going to even happen with this offseason? That is the the biggest, the absolute biggest thing you have to solve before we can even talk about this. Can you have a large roster overhaul if you're going to have a shortened offseason to do all these things? Are other GMs willing to make these types of moves um, with what's going on? Are other owners willing you know, to spend more money to make some of these moves? You have a lot of variables that are going to be coming into play. And there isn't a great UFA pool this year to begin with. So how are you really going to overhaul your team? You're going to have to probably do it in trades if you're trying to get, you know, a top six forward or, you know, another top four defenseman, anything like that. You're more than likely, you know, going to have to get another team involved. And how is that going to happen this year? That that's going to be something that remains to be seen. And I think for me, that's why I, I remain, less even less optimistic than I was before because I don't have any confidence in them having you know a shortened period to do this and you know the possibility of less finances coming in with an expanded cap in the future so you know where where does that leave us like it's well our uh, cap I mean the the cap isn't going to change we thought it was going to change this past season and it stayed at what 83 or something like that there was no jump it was a tiny jump yeah it's not it's not going to change why would it change now after we're going through a, a global pandemic crisis I don't see the cap moving whatsoever at all well here here's the thing do you really thing in free agency you i really don't think you have to make major splashes like you know like you know you see you say half in other sports too with good you know with good teams in free agency. they don't always make like the major move at free agency they fill they fill holes obviously the biggest being at two at, at two c um, but ar- but around that dude i mean there are good players out there that are available that might not cost you a ton of money i mean outside Name of one. you know i want to hear one mike hoffman I don't think he's gonna toss you a ton. Hoffman's gonna toss a lot, and I didn't he did he re up? Tyler Toffoli, did he re up? I don't know if he re up, but Tyler Toffoli. He, I don't I think, think he's Tyler a, I don't know if Tyler Toffoli's a two C. Is he a two C? No. Well, the thing, I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking around your two C. I'm not talking about two C. I'm talking about around your two C. You, you, um, you just don't. There are other holes too on this team. You, there are, but there are so other holes. Are, huh? So our second line, not two C. We'll talk. We'll say the whole second I'm, line. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like the two C isn't the only hole you have to fill. That's just our biggest hole. Um, but you, it doesn't mean you can't build around that position. Um, I mean, maybe you are. Like I said, maybe you are acquiring um, your two C in a trade. Yeah, in you terms have of to. Your only your only option yeah. at UFA would be Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's if he yeah, doesn't be up in in Edmonton. Why Besides wouldn't you? That, that the next the next highest. Uh, Point total is Tyler Ennis. Yeah, and you know, he's not a two C. At, at the center position, at least. Yeah. Can we please so, bring back Tyler Ennis as our two C? I would be. I'm all on board. It's a, put up how much worse can points? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. He did. Can it get much worse? Can it be worse than what it's been? <laughs> give him. Give him a. Give him two C. Give him nine million a year, and let's fucking roll. Let's have a good time. Send it. I mean. I'm I'm looking at this list of free agency around you know, again. We also we we focus so much on the second second line center position. There are just other holes you have to fill. You know, you have Dandenoff. I mean, these guys they're on the older side. You know, 31. But Tyler Toffoli, dude, if you give me Tyler Toffoli in a Sabres jersey, I am extremely happy about the outlook of everything around. Yeah, that but Vancouver just traded for him. I don't think they're just going to let him walk. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't know. You I mean, make a you make a move for someone who's putting up forty points a year, and you're just gonna let them walk, on a team that was like 
on the brink of a playoffs, not like a team that's one piece away from making a run. On a, you know, a guy who's 28, like I don't think you just a, make that move. Maybe it depends on how these how things shake out. If they maybe if they win, maybe they win the first overall pick. I mean, does Tyler Toffoli make or break Vancouver in terms of making that roster a playoff team? No, no but I think I think I think he has a bigger effect on this roster than he does Vancouver's. I mean, I think it's hard to deny. Obviously, I feel like the two untouchables on that, or the the we'll say three. Well, okay, we'll we'll go two. The two untouchables are obviously Quinn Hughes and um and Elias Patterson. Yeah, they have Brock Besser to, on that team. I was gonna say, what would it take to pull somebody like Besser? It wouldn't be easy. Well, here's here we go. Now we we discussed this in our group chat the other day about Sam Reinhardt. Um. You could always sign, sign and trade, sign and trade, sign and trade. I mean, and get a guy like Brock Buster, who's in a major upgrade, if you ask me. I'm telling I think you, you're like, giving up. Too, I think you're giving up too much, though. At that point, I think you're giving up too much. But what I'm saying is, again, it, it's 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 tough to actually like throw value on that eighth overall pick. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause you could draft somebody at eight and they could be a total bust or you could draft somebody and they could be a total stud. It's, it's such a, it depends. The, the pick is more valuable depending on who has it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like whose scouting department is stronger. Who's looking at things that other people aren't looking at. Like in the Buffalo Sabres, I think that pick at number eight is closer to 28 or 29 in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just, just being totally honest, I just don't see the value that I think it's it's a it's a pick that we have messed that we have fucked up eight times or not eight times three times. We took Ristolainen, yes, which is a fuck up. We took Alex Nylander, total fuck up, except for the fact that we got um, Henry Yokoharu and mm-hmm. Casey Middlestat, which everyone is still you know we're all still out on, but it's not looking overly. Uh, promising or optimistic at this point so i don't know i you know what i mean like do you do you take the i don't know for some reason if you told me that it 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 would cost me a little more to get a player like brock besser on this team which i just don't ever see happening anyways i would do it same thing it's the same conversation that i had last year i would i wanted jt miller really bad like i wanted jt miller on the buffalo sabers and it just I like it never Miller. And he put up seventy-two points in in Vancouver, and it cost them the the following year's first-round pick, which you know whatever you're you're trying to win now. Now's the time to do it. But I don't know. I mean, obviously they're talking about players like Yanni. You know, again, Tampa Bay is so stocked. They're talking about players like like Yanni Gord. They're talking about players. Um, who's the other kid? Um, not Braden Point, not Yanni Gord. Come on, guys. Fucking help me out a little bit here. Huh? It's not coming to me right now. I'm actually, I'm sorry, I, I, I lost track. Uh, somebody just messaged me that the top 10 pick that Toronto traded, or the, or the pick that Toronto traded is, is, is lottery protected. So if, uh, if that if, if that uh, picks up being first overall, Toronto does get to keep it. God, you damn it! So you me? lied to us, Dwayne. I did, I did, I did. Well, I was just informed that I was wrong. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we, I didn't think about the protection. Uh, I, I always I always forget protection. See, and you guys are fucking me right now because Tampa Bay has a player that Sorelli, Anthony Sorelli. That's who I was thinking of. Anthony Sorelli, Yanni Gord. It's. Any one of these players are an automatic upgrade for the Buffalo Sabres. What does it take to get them? I'm not sure. That's the, that is, that's the problem. This is why I'm essentially poor. This is why I don't make any money. And all I do is cheer when the Sabres score a couple of goals. I'll, I'll crush a couple of beers. I'm not the guy that's going to be making front office decisions. It's just not, it's just uh, not who I am. It's not my place. How about, how about this? I know. I just, dude, honestly, I say you just overhaul this whole fucking roster and just, honestly, you get you, you let go of the, I mean, obviously with the outside, two-thirds of the fucking log line in Larson and Gergensen's gone. 
Frolik gone. He was in the fucking press box. Larson anyway. stays. Frolik. You think, you think Ty, you want Larson to stay? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a productive yeah. bottom six guy, and if you don't look at numbers, then you wouldn't know that. But if you look at numbers, and if you have eyes, you would see that. I know the the analytics of it, but, I mean, he's been on this team for how long? He hasn't been part of the solution. Yeah, because he has a small role. I just, I just don't, I don't see, I don't see Larson as being a guy that has to be on this team. Actually, he doesn't have to, and that's why you, I, as long as you don't overpay him, like there's no problem. If you keep him for one point seven, like you're fine. I couldn't even because you're gonna pay someone the same amount. Seven. I give him seven fifty. I give him league minimum. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving him a lot of money, man. I mean, if he wants, if he wants one seven a year, he can go play for somebody else. I mean, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay someone that or more to do like to give you the same contribution. So I think you pay them. But it's, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Not, you can do whatever you want. If you're the GM, Dwayne. You're that's also true. not wrong. <laughs> you're also not wrong because look you're at this, like Ocposo and him have similar production, and look at the number. I mean, it's the numbers literally do speak for themselves. But I'm all I'm always in 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 high. High praise of a overall just rebuild, just burn about, it from top to bottom and got it. How about how about this? Now I'm gonna throw a name out there that would come on a on the cheap, probably around two million, I would say. And he brings in that veteran leadership that Jack was talking about in his exit interviews. He he's you know he's been around the league for a while. He's a center. He won't be your second line. I mean. I mean, he could be your second line center if you want him to as a gap a gap stop between, you know, until Cousins is ready. I'm going to say a name, and you're going to tell me if you hate it or do you like it. Jason Spezza. No. No? Bro, wasn't he playing – like, he wasn't even playing every day. Like, but he, he but wasn't even a regular in the roster. He wasn't even a regular then. He was playing well in Toronto. He put up twenty five points. You yeah, after mean, after Babcock got fired, after Babcock got me, fired, he started to produce. You give me Jason Spezza. I don't know if you, I he at just like one five minute. But I'm saying know, I, like I, for two C for three C. Yeah, I don't. Three C for wouldn't. sure. I think I think you signed beer three C at the, at one at one and a half. Absolutely. Here's the deal. Because of all the crazy things that the Buffalo Sabres have done these past couple of years, they traded for Michael Froelich, who is fucking irrelevant on every level. Jason Botterill Botter traded for Michael Froelich. I don't care who they bring in. I just want to see production. Here's the deal. If Jason Spezza comes in and he puts up 15 goals and 20 assists, I'll be happy, I guess. But I don't care. Again, this is this is the whole conversation. This is why I said the same shit on Twitter. I don't give a fuck about players. Every single player on that roster is movable for the right price. I do not care what their name is. I genuinely don't. I want to see the team win. I don't care who's a part of a winning roster. I just want to make the playoffs. I don't care if Darlene yeah. is part of that roster. Yeah. I don't care if Eichel is part of that roster. I don't give a fuck. All I want to see is a winning team. That's it. There's I don't give a fuck about names at all. I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan. At the end of the day, I remember I cried my fucking eyes out when they traded Dominic Hasek, but he's gone. So and, I'm still Sabres, and I'm still a Sabres fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm still fucking stuck here. Yep. Yep, exactly. But before we move on to our last topic, Dwayne, do you think uh, Wayne Simmons had a good season? How much for what he's making, no. Yeah. Did he no, have a good season he's... overall? No. Uh no. Okay, so he had the same points as he had the same points as Jason Spezza. Um on to the last topic. Oh okay. Um so well, first off, first off. I I, I first love first that. Off, yeah, I love how he tries to get right away <laughs> before I can even fucking rebuttal. Okay. Fucking yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Sure, sure. In fifty eight games, Spezza had twenty five points. But you can't fucking sit here and tell me that the fucking culture in Toronto begins to have nothing to do okay, with that. Okay, okay, okay. Derek on. Grant also had 25 points. 
That's great, dude. That's great. That, that, that's great. But you're not you're not bringing in Jason Spezza as a fucking guy who's gonna you know be an anchor for you. You're bringing in the guy again to fill that veteran leadership role that Jack wants to see put in the locker room, and you're bringing him to probably put up 35 points. You're telling me you can't get 35 points out of Jason Spezza? Not a not a year older on a team that can't score to begin with. But that's the thing. You're not. You're, it's gonna be a different team. I, I'm saying a complete <laughs> roster overall. Complete roster yeah, but overall. What, what wingers are you bringing in that we're can talking, score? Because there's not even talking, a lot in free agency either. Talk, That's the problem. Talk, You've got to make a ton of trades, and what trade capital do you have? None. You don't have Ryan to. Hurt. Absolutely. Exactly. I, 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 I honestly. And I then you have to replace him with that trade. But you're going to have to pay. But you're gonna have to pay Sam Reinhardt a fucking boatload of money. You can save that money and spend it somewhere else. I don't. Maybe uh, on a uh, maybe on a I don't know on who. Guys that don't, I mean, there are, not, there the are the names wingers. just there aren't are, there. There are wingers available in free agency that can put is up Mike, points. Is is Mike Hoffman at 30 years old gonna come to Buffalo after you trade away Sam Reinhardt? No. At like, a cheaper cost. We're not gonna be good. Not the same point. Why would he come here to point. be bad? Like he's gonna go chase a cup or something like. I agree. I, I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying, man. I I just I, I in terms of complete roster overhaul. In terms of complete it's roster just, overhaul, I think it's the worst it. free agency class to have to do a, a full overhaul. And so what especially do you do? With, the same, especially with everything out there. Fucking roster. You roll out the same fucking roster next year and keep the fucking same garbage on one year deals that you've been fucking rolling out there every year. No, you I just don't, don't think I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna be able to replace them with guys who are better. I'm, I'm gonna who's gonna want to come here? That's Johan. who's gonna want to come here? That's better. That's why you pull out your fucking your, your checkbook, dude. You know I'm not gonna fucking sit here and watch Johan Larson put up 15 fucking points again. I refuse. They don't. I don't care. They don't even I have don't that much money to throw around right now. I don't care what fucking. I don't give a shit what he fucking does analytically. Oh, he's a lockdown fucking third line center. The longer get the fuck out of here with that shit. I don't care. I don't need Johan Larson. I, I, I genuinely don't. I've seen enough of Johan Larson on losing fucking hockey teams to sit here and think, oh, we need to bring him back if he's going to sign for $1.7 million. Get the fuck out of here, man. He's been part of a losing – because he's doing fucking risk of lining. The guy went to a fucking live microphone and sat there and said, oh, I've been losing my entire career. I know I'll be the first one traded if anyone's traded. Who the fuck needs that in their locker room? I don't I'm... need these losers. They're fucking losers. <laughs> losers. Johan Larson, loser. Zemga Skurgisson, loser. Kyle Ocoso, <laughs> fucking loser. I don't need them in my locker room anymore. I don't. Like, I, I, I genuinely don't. So, yeah, butcher everybody not named Jack Michael and Ross and Stalin and, unfortunately, Jeff Skinner and give me a whole new fucking team. And use that money wisely. Sign pieces. They're probably going to be replacement-level players. But at a cheaper price, sure. You're not going to get them at a cheaper price to come here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, dude. I I don't need those. I wish. I wish we could do that. I wish. Like if this was NHL 20, we could do that. But this is not a video game. This is real life, and these other fucking teams aren't stupid. For the same. For the same amount of money. For the same amount of money. You're you're gonna sit here and tell me you're gonna keep Johan Larson around on a one or two year deal, or, rather than Jason say Eric at thirty fucking thirty eight thirty nine years old. Yeah, who hasn't been a no, winner? No. Who hasn't been a winner fuck in that. years? What did he do fuck when that. he was in Dallas? Fuck that. Wasn't winning. Wasn't winning. So you're gonna bring in another loser. He he, he only on had success bench. early on with the Senators. He bled on the fucking bench and yelled at a ref. And a, it, 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 who Angry Larry, it? yeah. He's got Angry passion. Angry Larry, yeah, he's got passion. Oh, I need so much. He's got just as much passion so. as you. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> I, I, all right. I am legit. Do you want to know what the best part about all of this is? And all I can say is just because I watch, a, like, I listen to a lot of fucking shows, and oh. all the people do is just agree and kind of blow each other along the way. The argument, the fucking Johan Larson argument, I swear to God, I almost pissed my pants. I swear I, to God. I, I, I can't do it anymore. I, you, fuck Johan Larson. I don't care what he reads by fucking... <laughs> Chad Dominicis on fucking whatever he fucking hosts. Oh, he's a fucking great fucking bottom six play. I don't care. He's done nothing but lose here. 
I don't need to see Johan Larson. He's so is a Jack. replaceable player. So is who? Jack a loser? All he's done is lose here. You, you can't even. You can't. But you can't. Are you seriously going to try and compare Jack Eichel and fucking? They got Johan the same Larson? winning percentage, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. How, let, let, let's talk about points. Let's talk about points. Who scored nine? Who it's scored a team game, 90? baby. It's a who team game. 90, who scored ninety percent of our points last season? It's a team game. Get the fuck out of here. You're a goalie. You know that. If someone's not doing their job, it doesn't matter if one person's doing their job if four others aren't. Oh, well. If 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 I'm the captain of my team, I'm looking around the irreplaceables on my fucking team. I'm certainly not going to look at We need Johan. We really need Johan. That guy, Angry Larry, we fucking need him on this team. Zemgus, he's got to stay signed. You can find those guys, though. You can develop those guys. The same way you develop Larson. I bet if Johan Larson was on the same line as Eichel, he puts up 90 points. I think so. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's just tapping in all day. Have you ever seen his one-timer? It's, it's deadly. Then why, hasn't he, then why hasn't he played with him? Because they've, 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 he they've – He's so good at his role. Ralph Kruger loves spreading talent around. If he thinks, if he thinks fucking Johan Larson's capable no, of fucking – No, 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 no. He got the best out of Akposo. He's the only one that can get anything out of Akposo, so you had to keep him together. But you're, but but you're right, going let's get, to – Let's get to this okay. last topic before, okay. we, before we kill ourselves and have yeah. dreams about Larson, can we talk about Johan Larson coming at us with chainsaws or something. So we got to just talk about our last – feelings here about whether or not this NHL season is going to happen. Nope. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. That, that pretty much answered it from Dwayne Tristan. Nope. I'll tell you right now. And again, it's a Be little bullish. bit different too. I work in, I work in healthcare staffing. I understand the, like the, the medical field as a whole. And I'm watching what's happening right now in, in, Florida, Alabama, the southern states, Phoenix, you know, Arizona, um, a lot of these states that didn't shut things down in the very beginning, and they are in a state of fucking chaos. So right now, New York State is getting ready to move its way into phase four, if I'm not mistaken. That might be tomorrow. I think, I think just nine people in the hospital in Erie County, and that's all of western New York, no one else in any but of the other wait counties. until, give it th- two a to couple three weeks. weeks. After the 4th of July parties, and those numbers are going to exponentially go up. Mm-hmm. Do I think there's going to be any sports seasons? I don't know because they do have the option to do this shit without fans, which is it's that's a big that's a big thing on a bunch of different levels because you avoid potential I don't know lawsuits from fans, um, but you also have to put the players lives at risk it's a very it's a huge gray area and it's literally it's still one of those things where we don't know shit and like every two weeks we're finding out something new are do i think there's i don't think there's going to be playoffs for any sports is there going to be a next season i fucking don't know can you picture eighty thousand people at at new era field right now no no No. and the thing is like you think about at least like the casinos and things like that, they're not serving alcohol right now, mainly because you think about someone who's inebriated, they're not going to keep that mask on over their face. They're not going to continue to properly social distance. They're going to throw all that straight out the window. And, you know, then you're going to have, you know, these events like you had in Croatia with uh, Novak Djokovic, where everyone comes in, oh, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good. And then a couple people are coughing and whatever, and it spreads to one person, Florida. spreads to another. And, yeah, you look to see exactly what's Florida. happening in Florida because they're not wearing masks. So, yeah, it, if we can continue to properly social distance in the States, if everyone will wear their masks, if, you know, you stay home generally, you know, if you don't have to go out, we could have sports back. But I think it really – depends on what the public does more than anything because it's not just the players who are at risk you have these athletic training staffs um you're gonna have your people who are doing your television production um your coaching staffs we've already seen the minnesota twins two of their coaches aren't going to participate this year because they're in their 60s um so there's a ton of variables you just had 15 more players test positive for covid if one of these players ends up with some t- sort of long-term, you know, lung damage, if someone 
I don't even want to think about it. If someone ends up, you know, passing away, like things I think immediately go out the window. I don't, if you're a player, I don't think at that point it's, it's worth it because then you lose your entire livelihood for your family as well. Um, you're not <laughs> going to be and able to for what? And for not. what? Exactly. For, the COVID for, for the COVID cup, for what? what you, know, do you, you know, it's, it's wild to me, man, because it's like, what if, what if Austin Matthews gets COVID in the middle of this playoff? And then all of a right sudden, now. that's what I'm saying. What if it would have happened? Oh, yeah. Say, you know, but we also we don't know how long the antibodies last, and it seems like at least in some of these early yeah. that they at least dissipate in your body. So could you get it again? Like that's a whole nother can of worms that we're not even well, into because of how early everything still is. We're only you know five six months into this. But that's not. But that's also my point. My point is. What if he gets it during during all this? Then you have to quarantine half the fucking locker room. Not to mention whoever he played against, you know, may have spit on during the game, whether by, you know, or however sweat, it happened. Whatever, yeah. Or sweat, yeah. Like, how can you – you can't contain that. And then how is that fair to any of those teams? You can't – you can't have you, – you can't have a normal playoff. Not that this would be normal at all to begin with. But you can't do that because, you know, what – Okay, what if you're in the, the the round to get to the cup final, and all of a sudden, you know, fucking whoever Crosby comes down with COVID. Oh shit! Now Malkin has it. Oh shit! Like now you're supposed to roll out a bunch of AHL players to replace them too. Like no, that's not fair. And that's not fair. Yeah, My, that's that's actually what that happened in Russia, in uh, yeah. Russian soccer. One of the players soccer, on Rostov. Yeah. Um, tested positive. The entire team had to quarantine. All the coaches, everything. They ended up like the Russian league, like made no exceptions because it's Russia, and they literally had to send their youth team. And they scored in the first minute, and then lost like fifteen to one or something. Um, it's it's, it's just it's a very very weird situation that we're gonna have to be walking around. And I don't think the public realizes how much power we have in bringing sports back. If you look at what's happened in Europe, they put in stricter policies to stay at home, you know, for two, three weeks and you completely mitigated the risk. You shut down travel and all these countries have had sports going off without any hitches right now. No one's really, you know, gone and tested positive that's been playing. And, you know, Germany just finished their season. Italy's getting close to it. Um, Same thing with England. And they're going to actually be playing the Champions League with these teams from all over Europe. So we have the ability to do it. It's just up to the public. And whether you believe in science or not, you better start or else you're not going to be able to watch your favorite players on the television unless it's replays that are on MSG constantly that I still couldn't care less about. But this is America, Ty. America, fuck you know, fuck masks. This is America. We we, we fuck masks. Fuck God's God's we, beautiful breathing apparatus. I don't want to cover it, America. even though you're still gonna have ninety nine percent oxygen levels. Cheers. I don't even yeah. want to talk about it anymore. It's up to us. Let's get sports back, boys. Or listen, Cheers. one one quick one quick story. While at work uh, the other day, I was uh, sweating profusely. I was on a twelve hour day, and mm-hmm. I. I brought my mask down for a second just to breathe because my face was sweating and this and this lady the old lady goes she goes oh that's your freedom mask huh and i'm like excuse me she goes your freedom mask like it's like i you know i don't believe this bs either blah blah, blah. i'm like well you know as much as you may not like the guy i think new york state has handled this the best way they possibly can i mean we could be florida right now and she goes oh well florida is only as bad as it is because they're testing more and i looked at her i'm like <laughs> People don't so, people don't understand large numbers. No, and, and then and then and then she said and then she said and by the way, Johan Larson's an integral part of this roster. I saw. So she's not the dumbest person of all time. <laughs> no, she's obviously thing, not man. from Florida. Here's, here's she understands thing, hockey. Here's, here's the thing: she doesn't understand other things. I'm not. But I'm she not, understands I'm hockey. Not, I'm not bashing what Johan Larson brings to this roster. Like I get it. Like he's a very good defensively minded. Yeah. Here's your last thought. This is your last thought. This is my last thought. But, but, but I still think he's a fucking loser. 
and I don't <laughs> need him on my hockey team anymore for $1.7 million. Okay. I just, I need, I, we need, we need, we need change. We need change. And I just don't see Johan Larson being part of the solution. I think you can find guys like Johan Larson everywhere. More talented versions of Johan Larson. That you That's pay my more final money thought. to? Boom. Yeah, okay. sure. All right, Tristan, sure. give me your if final thoughts talented. before we get off this. I thought we just did final thoughts. Fuck. Um, Say something bad about know. Johan Larson. I don't know. Shout out your, shout out your son, Jameson, or something. He is fucking cute as fuck. It's unbelievable the way yeah. that kid looks. No, shout out to uh, I don't know, Jason Botterell. It was a great run. You, you know, <laughs> you worked you worked hard. You know, I heard a lot of really really negative things about your wife, but you know, you worked hard. You really gave it your all. And wait, what? Now, now, it's, now it's Kevin Adams' time, buddy. I can't talk what about, about what that. about his wife. That's a story for another time, there, guy. Group chat. Late sorry. night, late night around the campfire. Around the campfire, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a group chat story, I guess. All right, my shout-out goes to the boys at Justition. Absolutely killing it right now. Just hanging out with Josh Allen, getting him some custom shoes with West Her, and then dropping that Kessner collection. Get on Justition.com. Use promo code Trainwreck. Get yourself 10% off. I do have a little inside information, and if anyone saw that promo from – justition and matt wearing those shorts those black shorts with addition across the front may or may not be dropping very soon so keep an eye out for that those are fire 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 but don't forget to support the gear down cool down gear down cool down will be coming soon we're going to be dropping the video um to fully tease that and get everyone you know fully involved in the next week or two and I can't wait for that because uh, we we did a little trial run. It didn't go great. Got in a little stone cold stunner, but I think we got a we got a better a better idea yeah. this time around. So we're gonna be putting that into fruition. We got a ton of stuff coming from Trainwreck Sports. Still breaking news today. We might be in the Buffalo news when you wake up this morning. But from Dwayne, the funnel guy, myself, Ty B, stay safe. Wear a mask. We want hockey. We want sports. And let's go Sabres. Peace.